You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the PharmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in PharmD Nation to episode number 33 of the PharmD Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. Now, or I guess at the recording of this podcast episode, we are moving into the end of 2021. And it's the time of year where people get the opportunity to update what type of benefits they want to take advantage of at their employer. And one common benefit most people have the option to take advantage of is some sort of retirement plan. And if your employer is big enough, you usually have the option of taking advantage of a 401k. And if you do, it is my belief that 401k year-end planning is extremely important, but there's so much going on inside a 401k that most people don't want to deal with it, and they don't want the hassle of having to try to figure out how to manage it and optimize it for the following year. So in this episode, I just want to walk through some high points of a 401k that I believe all employees should know that will allow them to go in and optimize everything they have going on inside their 401k to make sure it's set up just right for the following year. So to jump right in, the first thing I want to talk about when it comes to 401ks is if you started a new job and your new employer offers a 401k and you have not set anything up yet, you may want to check to see if you've been automatically enrolled. Automatic enrollment inside a 401k is very common, which means that Without you knowing, you could already be automatically enrolled inside your 401k and money may be going to your 401k without you knowing. So if this sounds like a situation you may be in, these action steps that we're going to talk about for the remainder of the podcast could be very important for you to get in and start doing to make sure that money that's already been deployed inside your 401k is where it's supposed to be and everything else is set up the way it's supposed to be as you move out of year 2021 and into the year 2022. The next big priority when it comes to your 401k, and it's usually the one that most people dread because it's something that seems very, very confusing and it really doesn't make sense. And for a lot of people, it's just not worth the hassle and the time and energy to deal with. And that is picking out your investment investment options inside your 401k. So for a lot of people who have had the same 401k for a long period of time at their employer, the most likely scenario was you spent a little bit of time figuring out which investment options you wanted to take advantage of, and you didn't really understand how you got to the point where you got to, but you ended up setting up your investment options, your money started going in, and you started to get your statements and things looked good. And at that point you went, well, no need to go back and revisit how things are set up. Everything's going fine. I don't want to have to deal with that again. And you just let it go and you move forward into the next year without making any changes. And for a lot of people, that's okay. It's not optimal though. And as your 401k gets bigger, it becomes more important for you to pay closer attention to the investment options inside your 401k and be a little proactive with it. So the first thing I would recommend for anybody who wants to be more proactive with their investment options inside their 401k as you're in planning for your 401k kicks off for your individual self is to identify the custodian on your account. So the custodian of the account, the the place where the money is actually held is most likely not your actual employer, 
but it's the custodian your employer hired to establish the 401k to begin with. Common custodians are Fidelity. Wells Fargo is a common one. I think Empower is probably the second biggest custodian behind Fidelity. So it's the name of basically the investment company on your statement that isn't the name of your actual employer. So I want you to figure out who they are, and then I want you to figure out if they offer some sort of telephone help when it comes to picking out investment options for somebody, if you don't already have a resource to use in that regard. So if they have an 800 number and you have the ability to talk to somebody who's very familiar with the investment options inside your 401k and can provide you with more information and guidance on the different options you should potentially pursue as far as investments inside your 401k, that's a great first step. But let's just say that you don't want to have to deal with that. You feel more confident in your ability to be able to pick out your own investments. And it's something you like doing. And it's something you actually have time to do as you move into the new year. Well, the next thing you're going to want to do if you find yourself in that position is to learn more about the actual investments inside your account. And I think 401k investments do a really good job of making it easy to figure out what you're actually investing in based off the actual name of the investments inside the 401k. So really common names inside a 401k could be a Wells Fargo BlackRock S&P 500 index. So that obviously that investment option is intended to mirror or perform like the S&P 500. The S&P 500 is all stocks. They're all equity. So it's supposed to be aggressive. It's very, very diversified because it's spread out over 500 companies in that one specific investment. And it's supposed to allow your money to grow and appreciate over a long period of time. It's probably going to be a lot more volatile because of the opportunity for it to grow over a long period of time. So if you are more aggressive and you have a larger risk appetite, something like that could be appropriate. Let's just say you're approaching retirement and you don't want to throw all your money into stocks. There are other great investment options inside 401ks like a Fidelity US bond index could be something you may want to take advantage of. And like a lot of you know, bonds are a lot less aggressive and a lot more stable in price historically, or at least that's what they're supposed to do, than stocks. So that could be an option. Other names of investments inside 401ks could be small cap index funds. You could have International Growth Fund 1. You could have, you know, a large cap growth fund. And basically those specific investments are positioning themselves in a specific sector within the investment economy. For example, a small cap index fund is going to invest in smaller size companies and their stocks which again, smaller companies, all in equities, it's going to give you the opportunity hopefully to grow a lot more long-term, but it could be a lot more volatile. So you really have to figure out what your goal is for the money, what your investment time horizon is, and then make sure that those individual things align with the type of investment you want to pick out. So you have a really good idea of what your investment profile is and how you want to invest the money. But you've gotten to the point where a lot of these investment options seem very similar. How can I identify the differences between them? One easy way to identify it is to look at the ticker symbol, which is the five-letter symbol next to the investment. Go to Google, type in that ticker symbol, and it will pop up a lot of good relevant information you can use to compare these different investment options inside your 401k. It will show you year-to-date performance, how well the fund is actually performed. It will show you the expense ratio, 
How expensive is it for you to invest your money inside that fund? That is a really good differentiator if you find two different investment options inside your 401k that seem pretty similar and they have very different expense ratios. One's a lot more expensive than another. Well, you may want to pick the less expensive one if everything else is equal because it's just less money that gets taken out of your 401k and fees. And the more money that stays in your account, the better because over a long period of time, that money then can compound on itself and grow even bigger for your benefit. There's other unique statistics that will be shown based off of that ticker symbol information. One of those is yield. And that basically tells you what type of dividends and interest that specific fund will spin off for you. You'll usually find higher yields in those bond-like investments. And then finally, a unique statistic that you're probably going to find when you research any specific ticker symbol of the investments inside your 401k is a Morningstar rating. So Morningstar is a really well-known company that evaluates and analyzes all the different fund options you have available to you as an investor whether that's mutual funds, ETFs, or anything else. And usually Morningstar assigns a star rating to those funds, a one star to a five star. Five star in their eyes means it's the best. It's a tool for you to use as a way to analyze these different investments. But I caution you, don't use it as the be all for your decision making when it comes time to determine which investment options you should choose. I think there was a study done not too long ago that showed one-star rated funds from Morningstar actually performed better from a rate of return standpoint than five-star funds. So again, that Morningstar rating star fund is not the end-all, be-all decision maker that you should 100% rely on. Use those other different statistics and metrics, historical performance, expense ratio, and yield to also factor in into your decision on which investment options you should pursue inside your 401k. Let's just say that you don't want to deal with any of that, but you do want to be a little proactive inside your 401k. Other investment options that you may want to take advantage of could be target date funds. So target date funds are specifically set up to create a type of investment that matches the risk of what your time horizon is. So if you're two years away from retirement, you could pick a target date fund that is basically set up for people two years away from retirement, and it's going to be really, really conservative. If you're 30 years away from retirement, you could pick a target date fund that is 30 years out, and that target date fund is going to be a lot more aggressive. And as you get closer to that specific period in the future, whether it's two years from now or 30 years from now, that target date fund will automatically reallocate itself to become less aggressive as you get closer to your retirement date. So if you don't want to deal with anything in regards to having to manage, look at, or even think about investment options inside your 401k, target date funds could be something that could be beneficial for you. And then finally, in most 401ks, as far as investment options, you will find some sort of safe or stable or fixed fund that's paying a fixed interest rate, or it could be like a government money market fund that's basically set up for you to be able to utilize money into and know that it's not going to lose. And a lot of people look at that and they go, well, I could get 2% on this. I'm going to throw my entire 401k into this stable fund because I know I can't lose. And if you're going to retire in two months, that could be a very good option. But if you have 10, 15, 20 years of investment timeline in front of you because you're not going to retire until those future dates, you want to be very cautious not to stick too much of your money inside of those stable fixed funds because they're not meant to be used long-term for the majority of your money if your investment time horizon is really far out. 
So again, figure out what your goals are as an investor. What's your time horizon? When are you going to retire? What is your investment experience? And then take the answers to those questions and align it with the investment options you were thinking about taking advantage of and do the features of those investment options match up with the answers to your questions of who you are as an investor and what you're hoping to accomplish inside this 401k. And if they do, great, you're on the right track. The next thing I would say to anybody who's taking advantage of an employee retirement plan like a 401k as you approach the end of the year is to learn about different new or added features that are going to be applied to your 401k account or your employer retirement plan. So a very common example of this is some employees now are adding Roth 401k options to their retirement plan. And again, like most of my listeners know, Roth money is money that is placed into the account after it's been taxed. And the benefit of that is any future growth on that money will be tax-free when you pull it out in the future. If all, if everything, if all the rules are met essentially to make it tax-free, which usually it is. But sometimes people don't have that Roth 401k option when they first start taking advantage of their 401k. It gets added on later. So just make sure that part of your year-end planning should be learning about any new options or features that are going to be coming part of your 401k. Just so you know, because if you could take advantage of something like that because it's beneficial to you, you're going to want to know about it, obviously. And sometimes stuff like that is not announced or made very clear when it's added to a 401k. Another thing you're going to want to do when it comes to year-end planning is to reevaluate your contribution amount, how much money you're actually contributing into your 401k. If your salary is going to grow next year, if you're planning on getting more bonus, or if you know you're going to be earning more in commissions this next year, maybe it makes sense to give your future self a raise inside that 401k. Or if you're contributing 5%, maybe you want to bump it up to six, six and a half. As long as the cash flow to yourself at the end is still sufficient to meet your needs, it makes sense to continuously pump more money if you can within reason into your employer retirement plans like a 401k. So give yourself a raise. Don't forget about your future self. And then finally, a really important thing you're going to want to do when it comes to your year-end planning for your 401k, and I know this is going to sound very, very simple, but it is absolutely critical that you take a look at this every single year, and that is the beneficiaries on your account. And you could say, well, my wife is going to be the beneficiary of this account or my kids or my husband or whoever else. And that's great. If that doesn't change, that's fine. Still make sure that the allocations are correctly set up the way you want it to. And then also make sure that your beneficiary's contact information, whatever was requested, is up to date as well. You don't want to end up passing away and having your beneficiaries be your kids and then have all their information outdated. And it makes it really tough for that custodian to get a hold of or identify your children as the actual beneficiaries of that money. So it's something that literally could take 30 seconds to do where you just review it quick, make sure everything's updated, and then you don't have to worry about it again for the remainder of the year. But it's absolutely critical that you make sure your beneficiaries are updated on your 401k every single year. So if you find yourself looking at your 401k and wanting to make sure that it's optimized as you move into the new year, follow these steps, take advantage of everything I outlined in this podcast episode today to make sure that it is optimized in your best interest moving forward. If you're looking for more information about the podcast, myself, or FarmDFP, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com. Also, feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, FarmD Financial Planning, for more great insight. 
Email podcast at farmdfp.com with questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.